0: I honestly don't know how to start this. I've thought about this so much the past couple months. Honestly, I've thought about this for, what has it been, 10 months? And I know I fell off a deep end. I genuinely, I don't know how to podcast. And this isn't me being like, oh my god, I'm so quirky and different. I don't know how to podcast. I don't know how to do it anymore, okay? So I just stare at my computer screen with GarageBand open for five to 20, it's been 30 minutes, it it was 30 minutes this time, uh, contemplating how I go about this, how, where do I go, what do I say, Um, how do I begin again, I guess, and not like, oh my gosh, let's go through a rebrand, but genuinely, like, if you're listening, hi, (laughs) my name's Finn, this is This Composed Mess, and I use he, him pronouns, I... That This is the podcast, okay? That what you see is what you get. Well, you can't see. Okay, see, I'm already messing this up. Um, point of this podcast is this is where you get to hear an unfiltered version of myself. And I created it as kind of an outlet for life and knowing that people were starting to consume media. I was creating, not even media, that makes it sound so professional. People started to watch my TikToks more and more and more eyes were on me. And I felt a lot of pressure to be perceived a specific way. And I felt like I, I have a big platform, but I felt a lot of pressure. And that pressure was nothing that anyone else created besides myself. And social media just started to consume me in a way that I felt this overarching theme of you you have to be the best. And so I started to create this podcast. And then the podcast became You Have to Be the Best. So if you're listening this is an unedited podcast. Honestly, I hit pause and then I keep talking. And then if I mess something up, I don't go back. I just kind of, I, I deal with it. I stutter. I don't make completely, I don't make a lot of sense, but I want it to feel like kind of a one-sided FaceTime call. And that's where we started. And then I don't know what really happened. I think I just fell off the deep end. A ton of reasons. We'll go through them, but you're here now. So hello. Uh, so much has changed and nothing has changed at all. I'm so happy you're here and I guess we just like start this thing. I really should be like, "Hey, what's up? How are you today?" Uh but you, you can't talk back to me. It's kind of the point, I guess of this podcast. Uh like I said, not doing the best. Uh but we're going to get there, besties. We got this, okay? We're going to we're going to crush it like the team. No, okay. I just I'm old, that's something we can dive into today. Um, besides the point, happy you're here, welcome to this composed mess. And I would cue an intro, but guess what? (laughs) I don't have one. If anyone wants to Venmo me, or a musician wants to create one for free and get a ton of promo, ton of promo as in like the 67 people that listen to this. Besides the point, happy you're here, welcome. Where have I been? Where have I been? What have I been doing? Uh, great question. Uh, that's kind of like, uh, there's A, B, C, D, E, E and a half, G, I forgot off. See, we're doing great. Uh, so the last podcast episode was January of this year. We're in October. Lots has changed. Uh, the truth is that I stopped my podcast for a couple reasons. Biggest one was I was living with two roommates and had no form of privacy and the things I did want to talk about I didn't feel comfortable talking about with them in the which is ironic because this is on social like anyone can listen to this podcast but I just didn't feel like I was in the right headspace to record like I think the last episode I posted in January was like recorded in my car via voice memo because I just didn't have the environment I wanted to be in to have a podcast and I wanted it to be a testament to the life I've lived. And I just, long story short, I'm digressing. I wasn't in an environment that I felt the most comfortable in to podcast. And on top of that, so much change was happening of I was getting top surgery in February and I was navigating the job that I was in plus getting top surgery, plus trying to be a present partner and just trying to figure out my next steps. and I had all these goals in mind and a lot of them have happened since October or since January from now, I, words are hard. And the podcast just kind of went to the, the wayside. And there have been multiple times that I've like had a whole entire episode recorded and chit chatted with no one besides GarageBand. and I haven't posted it and I don't know if it's because I don't want to say I'm too scared. But it's kind of one of those things that, like, if I start podcasting again, oh, my gosh, I have to do this every single week now, which isn't the case. I, I am in charge of my schedule, et cetera, and no one's paying me to do this. Trust me, no one's sponsoring this. Um, but I just – I put it on the wayside, and a lot has changed. I've gone from January to October to three different roles within the company I work for. I have had top surgery. I've – moved in with my partner, I, so much has changed, and that's hard to recognize, and knowing where I was a year ago, and knowing when I started this podcast, it was two years ago, in quarantine, I wasn't even going by Finn, uh, was dating a different person, and so much has changed, like, what the, what the heck, and I kind of, I don't want to make this like episode one again, because that's not authentic and real, but also it kind of is episode one again, and I think I said that in like episode 18, (laughs) haha. But here we are. I'm glad you're here, and the topic of today's podcast is not something I wrote down whatsoever or brainstormed, because I kept creating, you know, PowerPoint presentations for just me, myself, and I. I'm kidding. I kept creating agendas or concepts of ideas of where I wanted the podcast to go. And then I would just get so anxious because I felt like I overplanned it and that's not where this podcast is supposed to be. So here we are. And we're going to talk about processing change because there's a lot of things that no, I mean, no one prepares you for changes. And I think some people get prepared. I don't know. What am I saying here? The point is, is change happens when we least expect it. And oftentimes in life, when it rains, it pours. And when you are a person like me, that's neurodivergent and craves stability, change is not just overwhelming, but terrifying. And I just, I feel like we should talk about it because one, that kind of wraps in where I've been the past 10 months, but also I think it's a topic that everyone has something to say on. So here we are. Plot twist. You can't say anything back to me. So again, uh, yeah. I'm going through change. No, I sing that often. I'm going through changes. Uh, Because I am. And there's some things I just want to chit-chat about because I think... When you start testosterone, okay, we're just going to dive right into it. And for context, if you have, if you don't know about me, hi, Finn, transgender man. And you, when you start testosterone, okay, this is how my process went. And I don't think I've talked about this at all. But in May of 2020, no, I haven't been on testosterone for two years. So May of 2021, yes, that makes sense. I... I'm like doing the math in my head. Yes. So I had came out as non-binary. I was using they, them pronouns, but I wanted to be more mask presenting. I was still identifying as a lesbian at the time. I'm 23 years old. I'm, we're still in the middle of COVID times. And I'm living at home with my two parents and my younger brother. And he's getting ready to go back to college, move into his apartment. And I'm living at home working at Starbucks, and trying to figure out where I want to be in life. And I decided to start testosterone. So I went to a family clinic. The Howard Brown Center in Chicago is something that I would recommend to any person. Honestly, they do primary care. Um, Anyone in a low-income situation maybe doesn't have insurance coverage for gender-affirming care, et cetera. They're great. So I went to the Howard Brown Center and I was a walk-in for the day. Didn't have an appointment. Waited about an hour and a half, two hours, read Jurassic Park and decided that I was going to get testosterone. And I did it in a way that I'm not completely, I'm not proud of. I, I didn't have conversations with everyone that I loved. I didn't feel comfortable telling my parents, et cetera. And I went to Howard Brown because I knew I could go without insurance. And the conversation that you have, for me, I was 23. I had a lot of conversations in therapy about gender since the age of five. I have diaries about wanting to be a boy in my teen years. And just I I didn't know anyone that was transgender outright, and I didn't know that that was something that I could be. And by the age of 23, I had gone through about five years of therapy, et cetera, and decided I was ready. And I had a mental health exam. We chit-chatted, and they go through the list of changes is what, where I'm getting at here. And the... The changes are everything from like your voice is going to drop and they give you like month timelines. Like your voice is probably going to drop here. Body hair is going to happen here. Um, Hormone imbalances are going to happen here. Anger might happen here. Uh, And then they just kind of breeze over like things that you really want to know that people don't chit chat with you about. Like I had a non-binary doctor, which was very comforting to me, and she had oh my gosh, what did I just say there? Um, long story short, she used she, the, I should say that they used she, they pronouns before I get canceled, etc. But non-binary, preventing, presenting is femme. Long story short, they were chit-chatting with me and they brought in their medical, I guess, student who sat in with me and they breeze over the things that like you want information on, right? And it's uncomfortable. And there's this Cisgendered society, oftentimes, that's making our brains think one way in a LGBTQA plus, like, accepting place. They're like, okay, bottom growth, six months. And then they just keep going. And you're like, uh, okay. And you know the changes that are going to happen. They're listed for you. You can't talk about every single side effect. And you don't want to focus on the bad, but there are things that should maybe be talked about and one bad thing to one person might be the most joyous thing to someone else. I have talked to so many people that identify as trans that start taking tea and are like, the things that I was nervous about are now the things I love about my body. And oftentimes we're nervous about them because people don't want to talk about them. Like no no doctor wants to I mean, some doctors maybe, listen, if you know and let me know, want to dive into like the uncomfortability of needing to get boxers or more breathable underwear because you're going to have bottom growth. And if you don't know what bottom growth is, I'm just going to say it, look up pigs in a blanket. <laughs> like, I don't know how else to go about that one for you. But the point is, is change is something as a like going into that situation that, I had the letter of, these are the changes that are going to happen, and that day, I walked into the Walgreens right next to the Howard Brown Center and got my testosterone, and I was prescribed little, little, little packets of gel, and I was supposed to use one little, little packet a day on my shoulders, and that was like a very, very low, low, low dosage that was given to me. I paid $12 for it, and... I, that's where we were. Well, plot twist, change happened. I started tea and realized, oh my God, my body within two weeks is starting to change and the people that I wasn't telling are going to notice, right? Like I remember going over to my aunt's house and chit-chatting with her and like confining in her that I started tea and she was like, yeah, I can tell your face looks different. And it wasn't a mean thing by any means, but it was like a, oh my gosh, people are going to start noticing. Well, I moved from Chicago to Florida in June and I had to go to a whole different doctor and have a whole new conversation of like where my T levels were, what I was prescribed, decided to get pump a big like pump of gel to do and I now do two pumps every day. I've been on two pumps every day on my shoulders for the past about year and a half, but it the changes that happen are things that you're so prepared for but still feel so unprepared. And I think that's how everyone feels in life. Like we prepare for flat tire might happen. Um, you're gonna get a bad grade on a test that you didn't study for. Like we mentally prepare for those things, but it doesn't make it like us feel any better when they happen. Um, change sucks. And change is scary even when it's something that we talk about. So imagine the things that aren't really talked about. I don't know if any of that made sense, but where do I go from here? Hmm, let's see. A huge one, okay? I now, um, at this point, I'm. it's June of 2021, and I have moved to Florida. I thought, and I still think, that distance can make the heart grow fonder. And I needed an environment to grow as Finn completely where no one knew me other than Finn. Uh, Every once in a while, since my name wasn't legally changed, people would see a name that I don't go by anymore, but by no means everyone knew who I wanted to become, not who I had been. And that's hard sometimes. I think often, I would walk into an environment kind of wanting people to know, like, my life and feeling that disconnect of not being able to, like, share in stories from high school without outing myself, and specifically now I've been on testosterone for about a year and a half, and I'm constantly put in situations of, like, I am not ashamed of being trans by any means but it is not my sole piece of identity. There is so much more to me. And often if a cisgendered person figures out that I am trans, it becomes my entire personality. And that's not something that anyone should feel. like I'm not trying to belittle anyone that feels like being trans is a core part of the identity because it is for me too. But sometimes I have to think about safety, et cetera. And I'm put in a really awkward situation and changes something that, like, you have to completely reprogram your brain. I've had to completely reprogram my brain so much within the past year and a half. Like, a big thing now for me, now that I've gotten top surgery, is, like, I can wear a small shirt. I am a small man. But for so long I was wearing a binder and wearing oversized t-shirts. Plot twist. If I wear my extra large t-shirts, I look like I am drowning. I look like a toddler going to preschool, okay? There's nothing about an oversized t-shirt that looks good on me anymore. A small shirt makes me look more put together but also, like, more masculine. And I enjoy that look now. And so there's so much change that happens in everyone's life like how are we supposed to navigate all of it I don't know but I like sharing this aspect of things because so much happened from the podcast in January to now that I've I mean I've grown a lot as a person and no one's perfect by any means but like I feel as though the person that I am now is someone I am so proud of and can take ownership of versus the person at the beginning of my transition that was not I wasn't taking ownership over anything like I had a falling out with my best friend and I'm so thankful for her that we now get to come back together and like grow together as people but I was not taking any accountability for my for changes that were happening in my life and that's affected so many relationships with friends, etc. And to be in a place now that I can take ownership and know like I messed up here, etc. Change is hard, I think is what I'm really going off of all this. And I want to I want to phrase this in a way that like, if you are feeling just overwhelmed over something that like, if you are an optimist like me, that's like, oh my god, I have a flat tire, but people have it so much worse in the world. You're right right? But that doesn't diminish, like, the space that you are taking up and the emotions that you are feeling. I have learned so much on, like, there can be seven of the hottest people in the room, okay? If you think you're the hottest person in the room, own it. There can be other people, like, I don't know what I'm saying here. I think I'm just spiraling, but, like, I spiraled yesterday, too, so it's totally fine. I literally sat in the bathtub, um, because of how overwhelmed I was from all the changes occurring in my life, I just sat in a bathtub with no water in it for like 10 minutes, just taking deep breaths, because everything in the house felt loud. Does anyone else feel that way? Like when there's so much going on that just feels loud? Maybe it's a neurodivergent. I don't know. But anyway, let's chit chat about something else, besties. So this is something I've been thinking about that I don't want to be like let's talk about it, but I kind of want to talk about it because I'm, who else is gonna to listen to? It? I'm just, kidding, but also, so one, I've talked about this in therapy. Two, uh, I don't want to overuse the word trauma, so we're just gonna say childhood stories that not every unique, not everyone has had in life. Okay, and this is something that I've learned that like. Everyone has their unique things that we have grown up thinking are normal. And then in our 20s, we, like, talk to other people around us and, like, that is not normal. Okay? I have a couple of them. Uh, Childhood to teenage years to college years. And the first one is that apparently not every single child dressed as the same hot, like, thing for Halloween multiple years in a row. I fixated on a character and I was that character for years on end. And I'm slightly... Confused as to why not everyone thought Peter Pan was such an icon. They would dress up as Peter Pan for like four years on end, but alas, besides the point. Uh, So that's number one. Number two is that people have not had like days of the week had specific meals. Okay, so I was talking to my partner about this of like Friday night, we went to Aurelio's Pizza. Friday night was pizza night. Saturday night was time with the family, and we'd often do something crazy. Okay. But Sunday night was chicken roast night. It was always chicken roast night. Monday night was chicken cutlet night. We ate chicken a lot in my house. I've reflected on this often of like, often I'm like, I don't want to have chicken because I ate it so much as a kid, but also easy protein mom. Totally don't blame you. We love chicken, stand chicken. Um, also if you're a vegan, actually I don't eat that much meat anymore. Besides the point, not every single person had like days of the week you had a meal based on the day of the week, right? Okay. I was the white family that did taco night on Tuesdays. And am I proud of that? No. But apparently, according to my partner, he did not grow up with like Monday night, we have cutlets. Like that was a form of stability for me. I also noticed it was a form of stability for my father who would be in the hospital, et cetera, and know that like Monday night he could look forward to food made by My family, made by my mother oftentimes. So apparently that's not something that's normal. Let me tell you. Now, I get so stressed out that we don't have established like days of the week meals, okay? I look at my partner, I'm like, what are we eating today? And he's like, I don't know, Yonkey. And I was like, but didn't have that last Tuesday. What do you mean? You're telling me we're going to have pizza today? But I'm, that's where I'm at, okay? Speaking of which, I have not had dinner and it's nine o'clock at night. So maybe I will make my cauliflower pizza. Please hold. I'm going to turn the oven on real quick. Okay, besties. When I tell you I got up from my office chair, which apparently doesn't have back support, according to my partner. Uh, when I got up to go turn the oven on, which I forget all the time because I'm so used to air frying everything that like the oven has to preheat and now I have to wait for it and now I'm not going to eat my pizza until late and my partner's at DD, so like now I'm going to have to wait up for him. Besides the point, my butt hurts so badly. Does anyone sit on a chair for like such a long period of time that you're like, I can't feel my butt. Is that like the chair? Is that something going on with my, I don't, I digress. What was I talking about? This is the problem. This is the problem with me having a podcast. Why did any of you, like the three of you listening, give me a platform to talk about random things? Well, anyway, uh, so going off of things in childhood that apparently wasn't completely normal. That was my second one. My third one is did not everyone like hate puberty like I know we all hated puberty but now I'm realizing oh my god duh you didn't want to go through puberty but like that sucked okay I don't know I've I cannot explain to you the disdain I felt in watching a chest grow on my body Mm -mm. nope absolutely not so that was my other one. And then my last one I figured out this past uh, past like three or four years. Apparently, you can be allergic to alcohol, okay, besties. So I was drinking a drink over at the Epcot at Walt Disney World. And I was looking at my friends and I was like, this like drink makes my lip tingle. I'm like, what are you talking about? I was like, you know, like when you have alcohol and your lips tingle afterwards. And like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. Does not everyone lips tingle after having a drink? No. Like, you know, just a little numb, a little like tingle ting. Apparently I'm allergic to alcohol. So that's kind of a fun sucker situation over here. But yeah, that's um, the most boring part of this podcast, I think, in general. I was going to dive into the topic of specifically with childhood of like as you get older as a trans person I don't know how to, like, navigate talking about childhood. It's something that's really strange for me because sometimes I'll be chit-chatting about, like, to a random person that does not know me whatsoever. I'm like, yeah, my brother and I. And they're like, oh, no, your mom had two boys. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Because, yes, I mean, she did have two boys. But growing up, that's not how the world perceived me. And so it's kind of one of those things where, like, yep. Or people ask me, like, where did you go to high school? And I tell them. And they're like, what? What? Or one time, I was in an office meeting. This was like three or four weeks ago. I am. I mean, if any of my coworkers see this, hi Finn, what's up? Um, but I'm kind of like. I think people have caught on, maybe based on like the conversations I've randomly had, et cetera, that I am trans, but it's not a topic of conversation because it doesn't need to be by any means. Um, I accidentally mentioned my sorority. Okay. we were like chit-chatting about events because I work in the event space and I was talking about something charity wise we were talking about charities and like how we can bring in more charitable donations and like how do we go about talking about donations to charity in a climate where everyone is struggling financially etc long story short I'm like yeah so my sorority did this everyone in the room just got so quiet they all stared at me like I was insane and I was like what do I do here? Like, how do I navigate this? No one, no one gave me a playbook, like a playbook on how to navigate conversations about a life that you've lived for 23 years that you're not supposed to talk about, but you can talk about. It's not that you're not supposed to talk about just as awkward because then you spiral, but like you don't, I'm not ashamed of the life I live. Like, I I can only grow from the person that I was to be the person I am now. I don't know. So that's a topic of conversation. How do you go about that? Anyone know? Anyone got advice for me? Because I don't know. And if I knew, I probably, I wouldn't have the words and way to describe it. Um, yep, bluntly. Yep, cool. I also want to say that I just paused to go put my pizza in the oven. And I'm looking that the past episode I posted was literally called grieving your past self, which is what I'm kind of doing. I just don't know how to have a new topic of conversation, I guess. So Um, if you got topics, let me know, please message me them. Uh, I I think as I'm talking about changes and where my mind is at, I'm also learning. I don't want to say boundaries, but there are oftentimes I just want to like delete the entire TikTok app. Because being perceived is hard, which, like, yeah, no duh, fin, but social media creation is not for everyone. Like, I I got the app of TikTok when we were bored in quarantine, okay? Everyone was bored, everyone was making silly little videos, and I'm incredibly grateful to have 160,000 people watch what I create. Don't know if every single person um, is watching as I lose followers on the daily, but... I, it's very disorienting to have a random person run up to you and be like, I love your content because I have a full-time job. I don't think I'm a content creator by any means. And it's not to belittle anyone for coming up and saying hi to me and appreciating my content. I, that means the world to me because I have creators that probably like in my life that I love and adore that would probably think the same exact thing if I said um, that to them. But it's very jarring when you're not in the best headspace and someone comes up to you like, hi, I love your videos, can I take a photo with you? And then just walks away. No form of hi, my name is, um, explaining, and just like, I don't do well in uh, social environments crazy i know um the guy that you see going to disney world and out and about with his partner and stuff like yeah, you see that but um most of the time panic attack happens in the car uh the amount of times i've gotten ready to do something and then just lay in bed because i i the concept of being perceived and i'm not saying oh my god look at all the followers by any means but because of the environment and the place that I live in it's really easy for someone to come up and recognize me and please do and say hi and like want to have those conversations specifically knowing the type of content I make for people but it can be very jarring is the best way to put it and that's kind of why I just want to take a step back and like I often just want to delete social media. I don't want it. Like, please. Someone else want my password. Take it. I'm, I'm kidding. But I here I am posting a podcast that people are going to listen to that I should probably be promoting on social media. And yet I don't want social media. It's a constant catch-22 of like, do you have any idea how productive I would be if I could just sit and read a book? I mean, I can sit and read a book but it's this level of like wanting to be here knowing that there are two teenagers listening right now that might find comfort in what I have to say or just having a big brother to chit-chat with and, or listen to as you're doing homework. Like I didn't have that. And I know that that would have helped me. And it's overwhelming at times to see like a 15-year-old so aware of who they are because of the content and things that they've been able to see and screw anyone that thinks it's because they're being brain like shut up okay it's just that media is more accessible and representation is something that is growing and I'm so excited to see that but it's also hard to not be jealous in a way, and I hate saying that, but it's true. Like, there's times that I see a teenager, like, okay, I was at a Ben Platt concert last week with my partner, and there were two or three times that I almost, I I shed a tear or almost cried watching, like, a very prevalent queer community of people at a concert, and, like, seeing... I would say, 15 to 18-year-old women, non-binary people. Just I wish, I should just say, start with people in general. Being embraced for who they are with their parents next to them. How cool is that? How cool is that to be able to go, Hey, Mom and Dad, I want to go to a Ben Platt concert. Perfect. We'll go with you. Sounds great. And have that relationship where you can embrace every bit of yourself, and know that you are safe in an environment. I mean, love Ben Platt with my heart, but also know that, like, you're safe with your parents and sharing that, and it's hard to not, like, feel a little bit envious towards it while also being like, yes, I see how far we've come with also how far we need. We need so much more, so. Anyway, that's a tangent. Goodness gracious. Bring out the the Kleenex. I don't Crying. I don't know what I'm supposed to say here. The last thing I also kind of want to touch on, which I think everyone in this world is thinking about, thought about, been involved in. Trust me, I've seen all the news headlines, etc. Um, is it's okay to be overwhelmed and sensitive with the world around you, and it is okay to be a little guarded towards romantic relationships towards trust like I want to remind people that because you don't want to say that in a way that's like negative how dare like put your walls up besties look at the men in this world but there's been a lot going on from Adam Levine to Tri Guides to uh, Rex Orange County like Also, when I say Try Guys, I talk about Ned Fulmer. Screw you. Um, Not the Try Guys in general as a company. Blah, blah, blah. blah. I think they've handled it beautifully besides the point. Um, It's been like this time period of like, I recognize that I am a man. I recognize my privilege in being a white man and being perceived as often a, a cisgendered man. I'm not a cisgendered man, but that doesn't mean that I don't understand my privilege in being perceived that way. And God, men suck. Like what, what? Men have sucked forever. Okay. Which I joke around all the time is like, do you really think this is a choice that I would be a man? And also, do you think this is a choice that I would want to go into the men's bathroom? Don't even get me started on the downgrade I decided there, but I just, men suck. Should I end the podcast just like that? Just men suck, besties? Um, no, I'm, I'm happy to be back. I'm hoping it's a little bit more stable. Uh, but I also am like, oh, my God, I've only been recording for 34 minutes. Finn, literally, you could talk for hours. But also, like, the whole point of this podcast is to be unfiltered and not have to feel like I need to do this amount of time, blah, 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 blah. So if you're enjoying it here, uh, please feel free to leave a review. If you leave a one-star review, that's just... My ego can't handle that right now, okay? That's where we're at. But genuinely, feel free to listen, stream, share. I don't know. I I have an Instagram that I never use called Composed Mess. My personal Instagram is Finadel. That's my middle name. But genuinely, I'm happy you're here. I'm happy to, like, I guess take up space again is the best way to put it. And know that I'm taking up space some way or another, but... Doing it as Finn of This Composed Mess is something that, you know, this title, Composed Mess, has been a concept I've had in my head since I was like 14 years old and writing a blog that I, trust me, deleted many times. Uh, But yeah, I'm happy you're here. I miss this. If you enjoy, maybe I'll see you next week. Maybe I'll see you in a week after that. I don't know. But thanks for listening. My name's Finn, and this has been This Composed Mess. Thanks for listening, besties. Bye.